Hello, and welcome back to the Rich Mind Podcast. And today I have a special episode coming to you today. This is actually going to be an interview that was done by a couple of friends of mine, uh, Greg Young and Justin Dorf. They actually interviewed me. This was probably a couple of months ago we had this interview, and this was a, a lot of fun. We had a, a great conversation back and forth, but I thought this would be a good opportunity for you to get to know me a little bit better. Uh, they asked me a ton of great questions that I was able to go into pretty good detail on, right? A little bit more about myself, my family, kind of the path I've been on, some of the things I believe in, and some, you know, just a little bit more color about me and my life and my family moving forward. So that's what this episode comes from today. And I would recommend their podcast is called the All In Mindset Podcast. So the All-In Mindset podcast. If you do that, a search in the uh, normal platforms, you'll be able to find that Greg Young and Justin Dorf. Give them a listen. They have a great uh, amount of content about mindset, about success, about health, about wealth, all the different things that we try to talk about here on our podcast or this podcast here, the Rich Mind Podcast, they also do in a great way uh, and they do it back and forth. So it's a collaborative event versus uh, me be more solo a lot of the times. Give them a listen over there on the All In Mindset podcast. And I really hope you enjoy this episode where they interviewed me this time. And this was a lot of fun. So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode. And I look forward to hearing some feedback. Let me know what you think. I would appreciate any kind of reviews that you might be able to give myself or the podcast on whatever platform you have available. And until the next episode, enjoy this one. And we'll talk to you very soon. Bye now. Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design a life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's gonna help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. All right. Welcome, everyone, to an episode of the All In Mindset podcast. And I'm really excited for this episode because we have a very special guest with us today. His name is Randy Wilson. He is a successful husband, father, entrepreneur, an author, and a results coach. His passion is helping others live the life of their dreams by taking control of their money and their mind and designing the life that they desire through financial education and personal development. He's also the best-selling co-author of the book, Think Big. You can actually grab a digital copy of that book by going to his website. It is randywilsononline.com. Beyond that, he's also the creator and host of the Rich Mind podcast, where he goes into depth on the topics of personal development and financial education, Plus, he has fantastic guest episodes every week, and you can find the podcast on all of the major podcast platforms. Randy, welcome to the All In Mindset podcast. One of those things when I pull that bio together, right? It's like, yeah. wow, that was probably a little bit longer than it needed to be, but I appreciate <laughs> you taking the time to read all the way through that. Yeah, oh, yeah you got, a, you got a lot of good stuff in there. You got to get it all in there. <laughs> I appreciate it. Really do. Super glad to be here. Uh one thing that's not in that bio is value. I always try to bring as much value as I possibly can to the, to the conversations uh, with my podcast and any conversation I'm in, even in person. So I hopefully we'll be able to, through this dialogue back and forth, just to add as much value as we possibly can to your listener. Looking forward to it. Yeah, appreciate yeah, thanks it. For being, thanks for being here, Randy. Um, you know, you and I know each other pretty well. We're pretty good friends here. Um, but my first question, I guess, is, is there anything you want to add to that bio that, you know, Justin just read to give our audience a little bit more you know, background or color, you know, about your experience and, you know, in that, in that vein. Yeah, we can, uh, I'll try to keep it real short as far as a quick little story <laughs> about myself, as far as kind of where I got started, where I've kind of come as far as into the personal development, financial education. Those are my two big passions. And uh, I'm born and raised here in Indiana. I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana currently. Uh, was born in Fort Wayne, which is North Northeast Indiana, up towards the Ohio-Michigan border. Uh, raised in Muncie, Indiana. 
So it's about an hour north of Indianapolis for some geographical idea of what that is. Um, moved there when I was in first grade and lived there all the way through until my wife and I were married. And then we, uh, we moved on from there. But life was kind of vanilla. It wasn't uh, bad at all. Just uh, one of the stories I like to share is just playing wiffle ball, right? Just imagine summer times playing wiffle ball with the, with the kids in the neighborhood. Uh, summer times, I was thinking about this a little bit ago, right? We were, or winter times, I should say, uh, the, the snow plows would pile the snow at the corners of the street and we play king of the hill or king of the mountain, mm -hmm. right? So we'd all be fighting and stuff. I mean, that's just kind of how we were. There was a group of guys and gals that kind of ran together uh, growing up through uh, the early ages of, of elementary school and things. Um, and it was just kind of normal. I wouldn't call it great. Wouldn't call it bad. Um, it was just kind of vanilla. Uh, Hoosiers. So being in Indiana, I don't know. If, so it's not as, I don't think it's as big as it was back in the day when I was growing up, but I mean, they made a, they made a movie about this. I mean, Hoosiers, mm -hmm. if, if you're familiar. <laughs> so basketball is kind of where I was going with that statement. So basketball is like the big thing when it comes to Indiana. Uh, it was for me as well growing up and it ended up being a, a pretty big impact in my life. Uh, it was a, 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 a kind of a balance between desire and, and uh, skill level. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I, I had dreams, but my, my physical ability didn't quite match up. So that was always <laughs> an interesting challenge. But as, so that's kind of where uh, the main meat of the story kind of begins is that I was, as I was getting into middle school, high school, I developed this desire for basketball, uh, and this was at the beginning. This was before all the all the little leagues these days, right? I mean, you've got kids playing sports 24 hours, 365, mm -hmm. right? I'm at the age where that was just kind of starting. AAU basketball was kind of was, – was I would even call it relatively new. It wasn't even a thing, but travel baseball, travel basketball, that wasn't – definitely it wasn't a thing back then. But I was playing as much as I possibly could, open gyms, um, you name it. But what was happening is as I had the desire, my father was just, he was very tough on me. He was not physically abusive, but at the same time, he was emotionally abusive. Meaning if I didn't perform to his standards, I would definitely hear about it after yeah. the game uh, to the point where uh, fast forward a little bit, as I was getting into high school, I was, I was realizing that I wasn't going to make the grade. The goal was to get to college, right? I was going to take my skill or what skill I thought I had in basketball and baseball and go to the next level. I wanted to play in college. My dream was to play. I wanted to get paid to play basketball. That was the big vision. And so that's what I was pushing for. But as I was getting into my high school career, I was realizing really quickly that I didn't have it, but my dad wasn't letting up. He was just really mm. tough on me um, to the point where I was ready to just forget it and, and chuck the whole thing. I was, I remember vividly a, a heated conversation he and I had after a baseball game. And I was like, dude, I'm out. I'm done. You know what I mean? I just realized that this, this isn't it. So I was just really frustrated with him, with my situation. Um, didn't know what I was going to do. I actually almost joined the military. We're friends, uh, Greg with, uh, Colonel Tim Cole. He's a, uh, uh, U S Marine. And we've had conversations. I almost joined the Marines. This is back early nineties. Um, that was because I didn't know what I was going to do. Sports wasn't going to be it. I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. So I uh, I started to go down that path. Ironically, somehow, some way, Ball State University, which is the main local college in Muncie, Indiana, they let me in, Greg. And, and Justin, can you believe that? They let me in. You guys don't know what well, I can tell you quickly. I was not very good in school. Yeah. <laughs> so my SATs were terrible. Uh, grade point average was terrible and how they let me in. I don't know. I think they just messed something up at, at the administration. <laughs> office. They felt badly for you. They're I, like, wow, well, yeah, we let did. one of these in every year. I guess this is the one. <laughs> I think that I, I swear, I think that that is honestly the case. Cause there, other than that, there was no other reason. Right. Mm. So I backed out of the, it was a verbal commitment to the military. I backed out of that um, and decided I was just going to go to school, even though I, I hated school. I didn't like school. I didn't know what I was going to do in school. So the best part that came out of college was meeting my wife. Uh, we met in the dorm rooms at Ball State University, and uh, we weren't doing really well in school. And so we took the opportunity. We basically dropped out at the same time, like a year or two into college. <laughs> and uh, we just started life um, hustling, hustling and grinding. Mm. Uh, retail is my background. So I spent 20 years, uh, yeah, right at 20 years with a local retail grocery chain here in Indiana, Indianapolis. And just 
the decision that we made was that she was going to stay home with the kids and I was just going to grind. And that mm. was just the agreement. And that's what we did. And in retail, if anybody's familiar or not familiar, it's literally 24 seven, 365. We were yeah. closed on Christmas day and I actually got called to work in on, in on Christmas day. So yeah, yeah I, I literally worked every day of the year. Um, fast forward to, I had made it through hustle to being a store manager of a, my location uh, here, one of the locations here in Indiana. And it didn't do well profitably. Uh, it was just, it just sacrificed sales. It just was not doing it. And I was literally doing everything I physically could to make it better. I was cutting the grass. I was cutting, turning off all the lights. I was cutting staff. I was everything I could to try to make it profitable. And it didn't work. And this was back in the 2007, about uh, the same kind of a scenario with what's going on, kind of the economy. It was the same kind of thing back in 2007-ish. And so the, the company decided they were going to come in and close my store which is the beginning of where I started to get into personal development and financial education. I realized that when they closed my store, that I was not in control of my life. All of the hustle, all of the work, all of the effort was for nothing. I mean, I, I got paid, right? I got paid every week, but at the end of the day, they didn't, I was just a number. They didn't care who I was. Yep. Um, so I went to the library because that's the only thing I could think of to do. I came across a Robert Kiyosaki book Mine was retire young, retire rich. A lot of folks talk about cash flow quadrant or uh, rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. Mine was retire young, retire rich. And I started discovering things that I had never heard of before. Uh, financial education, balance sheets, income statements, good debt, bad debt. The things that I like to talk about and discuss now, but yeah. I had never even heard of such a things. In that book, in the retire young, retire rich, about, I think it's page 132. I wrote that in the story that I wrote in the book. I think it was page 132. He talked about um, his development was came through personal development through Earl Nightingale. So Earl Nightingale and his lead the field um, program was where I got my start. So I had made the decision that I was going to just go, whatever rabbit trail showed up, I was just going to just dive in. And that's kind of what I started to do. So I just started to jump in, pivot, dive in. And just kind of see where it took me. And it was, it was, it's been a journey, right? I'm still on it, mm -hmm. not gonna stop. So Jim let or uh, Earl led me to Jim Rohn, led me to you name it, uh, you know, the Tony Robbins of the day, uh, which has led me to then meet Greg here about a year ago or so, which has led me to be on this podcast with you guys here today. Um, it's an ever continuing journey that I just want to give back. So yeah. that's where you're saying all the things that I'm, I'm trying to do. And it's at this point, I feel like I've, I've, I've learned enough that I can start giving back. And that's yeah. where I just try to do that to the best of my ability. Um, so that's, that's it in a nutshell. So the frustrating part for me was that I was never told any of these things growing up. And so I got mad. So as I mentioned, my dad and I didn't have a great relationship, but so I got mad at him. I was like really mad. And what happened was, is that I started to share with him the things that I was learning. And he, I, what I discovered is that he didn't know. Mm -hmm. He didn't know mm -hmm. to share with me. And so it took me a little while, but I finally had enough grace amongst myself to just kind of, you know, forgive him for, he just didn't know. So he was pushing me to do better in school because he thought that was, or better in sports, I should say, because he thought that that was going to be the path, just like what I thought it was going to be as well. But if, if he would have known the things that I was learning and the things that you and I learned and tried to share and with other folks, right. It, the whole path would have been hundred percent different. So yeah. super passionate about sharing what I've learned. Um, the, that's where the whole, the combination of the personal development with the financial education, right. I think the two go hand in hand to get personal freedom. That's kind of what I, that's kind of my thing is I want to try to help folks decide and figure out what true personal freedom is to them. Cause each one of us are individual on that as well. Yeah, Greg, I like Randy. It's 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 uncanny how similar your story is to mine. I was in retail at one point in my life too, a manager of a store. Um, I went to college, went to grad school because not not because I necessarily felt the external pressure from my parents to do so. Although I'd be lying if I said there weren't there wasn't some of that, but it's because it's the only path that was ever laid out in front of me, and. Uh, for me, it was actually the book Lynchpin by Seth Godin that I read this thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this now because of a lot of our listeners 
they probably have experienced a very similar experience. If they haven't yet, then hopefully this could be that experience for them. Like you will have this light bulb moment where just some source of information opens up your mind to wait a minute. There's a whole other world of options and possibilities, and that's the start of the journey. So I really appreciate you sharing that story. Um, I can definitely relate to it, um, like I said, almost uncannily. Yeah. So I always like to talk about the Matrix, right? The movie Matrix. It's yeah. Just the red it's pill coming out of the pill, Matrix. Right? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's whenever whenever someone gets takes the red pill and yeah. just sees a different reality, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it wrong. It's just different. And if you can accept the difference and then start questioning those differences, that's when the magic starts to happen. And that's kind of what happened to me. It was, it's been a process and I'm still learning yeah. through awarenesses and things through introductions and all that good stuff. But yeah, it's, it's amazing how life can change relatively quickly yeah. once you get the, the epiphanies of, you know, just different, different things being different in life. Yeah. Well, and you're speaking my language too, when you're talking about how you want to share this with other people so that you can help them to increase their personal freedom. Like that's what Greg and I are always harping on is like, I believe once you start to learn what is truly possible, you that's when you gain control over so many things that up until that point, you've just assumed, I don't have control over this. This is just part of the process. I have to work this job so I get my paycheck so I can buy this house and build this family. But no, you can do literally so many more things. 100%. And so I've been listening to your podcast, right? And your story about how you're about ready to take off and you may be already on your way as far as your adventure of with you and your wife and yep. just travel, right? We're well, here. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing, right? You, I, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, mm -hmm. but I would assume that before some, this type of awareness, I mean, the, the doubts, the limitations that you would have put on yourself to not even be able to take that first step would have been in place. And that's, yeah, yeah that's the, that's the difference is when you realize that it's completely what you thought was your reality, mm -hmm. it's not as solid as you, you know what I mean, as you almost make it. it it's yeah. a little bit more porous. It's a little bit more, mm -hmm. um, you can change it, yeah. right? You it's have flexible. the ability to take responsibility. Yeah, flexibility. I like that. Mm -hmm. So it, you have the ability to change it. And that's when it becomes fun. So yeah. the control, that's a big word that I like to use is that mm -hmm. folks just need to take back control yeah. of their, yeah. So it starts in their mind. But then once they understand how money works, because it's not what we've been taught. It, the world is really, it can be anything you choose. Yeah. And you're a perfect example of that. And Greg, you are as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so one thing I wanted to kind of tie in and go back to is I know you're a family man. It was like literally the first sentence of your bio, successful <laughs> husband, family man. Um, but, you know, sharing that story, you know, with your father, how he, you, you know, you found out later in life that you didn't know that he didn't know. Right. Um, so how does personal development look like for you as, you know, the patriarch of your family or your children on board? Like, talk to us a little bit more about what that looks like in your household. You're yeah. making them become NBA basketball players, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not quite. The funny thing is, is I, I, I made it to six foot. I was the first six footer in nice. the house. Right. And then, so I always felt tall. And now my son, he's 25. He's like a rock and he's like six, three, six, four. He's just, he's a, he's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how it, it all kind of evolves through your children. But what I'll tell or what I'll say to that, Greg, is that I wish I would have discovered it sooner. So that way I could mm -hmm. have exposed them to it even sooner. So they, I, that, I talk my, I've got a 25 year old son, 23 year old daughter and a 21 year old daughter. And I discovered all of this about what is it going on now? 15, 16 years ago. So you can kind of do the math. The kids were in their early teens, let's say. Mm -hmm. And I wish I would have caught them sooner. Um, but what I am glad though, is that I had, that I did catch them when I did. So I started to obviously pour information into them. I didn't, they'll probably say that I forced them to listen to things and all that. But at the same time, it was on when it was on with me, if you know what I mean, right? Play audio programs in the car, uh, the discussions at the dinner table. But so what has happened is that they now are in a position to really take advantage of, of their own life, whatever they choose it to be. I tell them all the time, we'll be out and about and we'll see a situation with somebody is, is uh, let's just say not maybe living up to their full potential. And I'll just say, you know, that, you've got this, you are so far advanced just because of what you know that you can't put a price tag on it. You really can't put it into words what that means. And so I'm excited that I've been able to share with them to get them to where they are now. 
I'm not, so if they're listening to this, I don't want them to think that they need to settle and be good. And they're all, you know, it, like I said, it never ends, but at the same time, I'm super proud of what they are becoming. They're stepping into this early twenties ish age, a big transition out of school, what life's going to look like with partners and kids and just life in general. Um, super proud of all three of them. Uh, they're all kind of leading their own path and it's, it's, uh, it's been fun. Their mother and I have tried to learn how to, to navigate that whole being a parent versus letting them kind of just be and trust the fact that they heard what I said back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an ebb and flow of, of you know, touch and go, right? Did they hear me? Did they not hear me? All that kind of stuff. And so far, so far, everything's working out great. Yeah. I, if you don't mind, I want to jump back in and ask something that kind of piqued my interest here because I read it. Um, I read the chapter in, in the book, Think Big, and I found it kind of interesting to me that you, and you said it again today, that you did not do well in school, but you actually took it a step further when what you were explaining today, saying that you and your wife didn't actually, or maybe maybe your wife did, but you did not enjoy school. But that seems to be in stark contrast to where you are today, you know, somebody who's totally invested into personal development and growing your mindset. Obviously, you're doing continuing education probably every <laughs> single day. So thinking back to when you were in school, can you kind of pinpoint like why you weren't motivated to invest in school and what has changed now? I don't know if I've ever had it like um clerically or not or clinically diagnosed or anything like that. I'm just not wired. I don't read well, even to this mm. day. I don't read well. So I don't know if I'm dyslexic. I don't, I don't know because I've never had, you know, a professional ever tell me these things. I just know that I don't read and comprehend very well, which kind of just obviously put me in a deficit in that right. school environment. I've always been pretty good with numbers. So math, um, equations, so algebra, things of that sort, where that was easy. I would I consider myself more of a creative. So drawing, uh, just being creative, mm. uh, all of those things, I would say I was what I was good at, but that's not the things that they want you to be when you're going yeah. through school, right? I yeah. mean, that's just not what's being at least. So this was in the nineties. So, yeah. you know, I can't speak to what's going on today. I just know that my kids graduated and they had similar experiences that that's just not what's being, uh, developed. Let's just right. put it that way. So I didn't necessarily, I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. Um, my whole goal was to get my C average so I could stay on the baseball or basketball team, right? That was my entire goal. And back yeah. then it was so easy. Uh, you know, all you had to do was show up and do a little bit of work and, you know, you'd get your grade, what you needed, but I wasn't putting forth much effort because I just didn't like doing it. Yeah. Uh, but as you spoke, yeah, that that's what happened was that as audio programs started to become available, so I'm an audio learner. I can mm. listen to things at literally at two times speed. My wife thinks I'm crazy, yeah. but so I'm listening to you guys on your podcasts all the time at two times speed. So listen to you guys. Here <laughs> I sound at, like a chipmunk on two time. I've heard yeah. it, <laughs> but that's what my wife says, right? How do you do that? But that's what I can, I can consume so much content, but decipher it as well. Right. I can, I can take nuggets and in, in things I'm learning. Uh, Greg and I are having a conversation yesterday about the discussion you guys had. And so my point is, is I, I'm an audio learner. Okay. I had to learn that on my own, but when I did learn it, so as podcasts have become prevalent in our society through the tens, early teens of, of 20, you know, 2010s to 20 teens there. Um, yeah. I just, I consume it as fast as I possibly can, but then I also try to take action as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not a matter of just, so I, there for a long time, I felt like I just was like pounding my brain with information. Once I felt like I knew enough, then I would take some action. Yeah. What I'm discovering now is I've gone down this path. I don't need much more information. Yeah. I just need to continue to put some more action into place. Right. But that's where I feel like I'm confident enough to share. Yeah. Because of the, the, the kind of the tide has turned with, I don't need necessarily much more information. I just need to, to continue the impl- implementation part of it. Yeah, I think what you just described there too is probably a very similar path that most people will take when they start on this journey of personal development is there's this rapid growth where you are consuming a lot of information like okay, I'm I'm new to this, it's so exciting, I want to find out as much as I can, but at some point you need to take a step back like all right, like you said, I've got enough information now which 
of this information should I actually implement myself to see how it actually plays out in my life? Because more and more information is just going to end up confusing you at some point. Yeah, hundred percent. So I, I literally say all the time that it's, so the personal development piece is literally the hardest work I've ever done in my entire life, yeah. but it's the most rewarding part, right? Cause you can see instant results and in you're in your physical world, right? Whether yeah. it's with friendships, communications with your spouse, with your family, uh, like as you mentioned about my kids, right? I'm super proud of the fact that I've we've kept a great relationship with my kids, and continue to do so. And once, but I had I not been working on myself, that probably wouldn't have happened, right? Very similar to what happened to my dad, right? He wasn't working on these. He wasn't aware of it, but he wasn't working on these things either, which kind of created some turmoil in our relationship. That he and I, you know, unfortunately, probably didn't have the best relationship that it could have been right had he been working on it and me at the same time and so yeah the personal development piece once you get the bug it's like you can't lose it yeah. which is a good thing it's an right? addiction <laughs> oh my gosh right it's because it becomes so much fun you realize yeah. that the input equals the output and then the results show up and then it makes you like wow that's cool that worked so let's try that again right so then it just becomes an almost addictive um and so it's super fun i really enjoy yeah. it yeah and uh, you you mentioned something too um, that I want to point out for our listeners too. When you're talking about parenting, you made me think of when Stephen Covey in his you know well-known book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, in one of those first chapters, it might actually be in the introduction. He's talking about parenting his kids, and the question that he and his wife would always ask themselves, like, how can we get our kids to act the way that we want them to? And his big realization was that in order to quote fix his children. The answer was to first fix himself and everything else just naturally flowed. hundred percent. So I don't want to ever claim that I'm perfect at anything. Cause I'm not. Uh, but at the same time, I try to model, right. That's one thing I've always tried to do is model others, people that I emulate that I want to be like. And so I'm hoping to do that for my kids, right. Model for them, how to, how to treat their mother, how to uh, communicate. Um, one thing I stress with my kids as they were going up through high school is that I made them take speech class and I made them learn how to shake hands and, look people in the eye and, and have conversations with adults. I get more compliments from adults on my kids and that you have no idea how proud that makes me. Right. And I tell them every time I get one, I tell them, and I don't do it to build. I don't try to make them feel like, you know, it's more of a confidence thing. I just yeah. want them to understand that it means something. It's very important. Uh, so it's just building them up as much as I possibly can. But yeah, you're right. Had I do it. If I, if I'm not working on myself, as the model, right. Then they're not going to take my lead and they don't always take my lead on everything that I do. Right. They're not always doing everything that I say, but at the same time, I would say the vast majority of the times that they're, uh, they've picked up what I've, what I've been saying and how I've been acting in those kinds of things. And it's fun to watch them then interact with folks, uh, yeah. without it. So my kids work in, uh, they don't work retail, but actually one of them, uh, actually two of them work with the public and I will go be there. So the people around us don't know that that it's my daughter, right? My middle daughter. <laughs> and it's so much fun to watch her interact with the with her they're her customers, right? Yeah. They're her clients, however you want to put it. I get so much joy just watching her just do her, just be her, be confident, be all those things. And uh so it's fun to to have gone through the path of kind of trying to teach these kids or my kids um how to be that way. And to see them interact with the public, it's a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And one thing that you mentioned that kind of got my mind going was, you know, confidence. We, uh, you know, we talk about this um, a lot on the on the show here um, and then taking action. Right. Um, you mentioned that as well. There's a ton of information. You basically took all that information in, which is what we do. Um, and then taking action. Were you confident in taking action right away or were you kind of scared or fearful because, I know I was more on that scared and fearful side of walking into a room when there's, you know, bigger and better people in that room, or at least in my mind. So what was, you know, your mindset around uh, fear and confidence and kind of, you know, walking through that? Yeah, hundred percent. So that's where I, I've been talking a little bit lately on my podcast, even about the decision comes first, the decision to, to become whatever it is, whether it's whether it's an investor, whether it's a business owner, whether it's a podcast host, whether it's whatever it is, what I've discovered 
was that it requires the, a dedicated decision, not just a wish or a hope, right? It requires you to say, put a line in the sand and this is the direction I'm heading. Once you do that, the hows will start to show up. So I will say early in my journey, that was not the case. So worrying about, okay, I don't know how to do this. And I don't know who I need to be, you know, who do I need to meet? Where do I need to go? What? So as I've continued to step into that with faith, right? So it, it, you just have to just have faith that you're going to be able to show up at the right time with the right information around the right people and have faith, like I said, that it will work out. And so far for me, every time that I've done that confidently, even though I might be scared on the inside, but you still have to show up, you know, show up some confidence, right? You just have mm -hmm. to suck it up, get in the room. Uh, I remember the first few times I started to put myself into larger rooms, folks that are doing 10, 20 X of what I'm doing at this point, it, 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 the anxiety level is high. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Sweaty palms, racing heart, <laughs> right? What in the world am I doing here? The imposter syndrome that everybody's talking about these days. I get that as well. But what I've discovered is, is if I show up with the energy ready to perform, just be me, mm -hmm. right? It's like what I'm trying to be here with you guys today. This is just me. And if you just do that authentically, the right people will show up in the right places and the right opportunities will show up in the right places as well. Uh, and then you just have to have confidence to say, if you know where you're headed, right? If you have a path, if you have a decision that you've made, when the opportunity shows up, it's an easy yes or a no. Yeah. If you don't necessarily know the destination or where you're trying to head to, then that's where you kind of get kind of bogged down with the, I'm not sure I know how, or I don't know where, where to go and all that. Right. So it's usually clarity first, making the decision and then just get started. Um, yeah. that's how we met Greg. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, which has led to us having this conversation together with, with the both of you, you too, Justin. Right. Yeah. So who knows if, had I not made the decision a year ago to show up in a room that was going to make me uncomfortable and it did, Greg, you know, that story, it made me completely uncomfortable. <laughs> Right. We mm -hmm. wouldn't be having this conversation today and I wouldn't have met you. And obviously now I would be on this podcast with you guys today. So hopefully that, that helps a little bit. Yeah. Well, I will just, say, sorry, go ahead, uh, Greg. I was going to say, I, I will say this about you, Randy. This is how I view you is like you said earlier, you always leave with value. So that probably made walking into that room a little bit easier because you're always looking to give value to people. Right. And I think we all do that, but for you, for some reason, it's always on the top of your mind. Like you and I, we have a you know weekly Zoom call for the most part every week, um, talk about life and business and whatever. And without fail, at the end of every single call, Greg, how can I help you? What do you need help with? I'm here for you. And just, and you mean it, you're genuine. Like I really want to help you. So I know, or at least from my opinion, that made it easier for you to walk in that room because you're not looking at people of like, oh, what do you do? You know, that kind of thing. You're looking at, well, what do you do? Oh, maybe I can help that person. How can I help that person? So I think that's the way I see, you know, you when you walk into that room is you're always looking to give that value. And then when it comes back to you, cool, that's great. You know, that's what not what you're really there for, but that's just icing on the cake for you because that giving the value is, I don't know, your secret sauce or your secret weapon or whatever you want to call it. So that's just my opinion of you when you uh, when you walk in the room through my eyes anyway. I appreciate that. You have no idea how much that means to me, Greg, right? So that was, you're right. When we walked into that room together and we knew of each other, right? But we didn't really know each other real well. We had dinner mm -hmm. a couple of times and even after the fact. Um, but I decided just even a few years ago, so this part of my journey was that I was going to show up in every situation I possibly could to give. Yeah. Plant was the word I used. So Jim Rohn in his programs talks about reaping and sowing, right? Planting, mm -hmm. Right. So that that kind of theory or thought process. So for the entire year of whatever year that was, it's been two or three years ago now that I, I spent every conversation I had with the word plant in my mind, meaning I was there to give without anything in expectation of re anything in return. The good news is, is that when I started to give things, get things back in return, it was like, so it's our friendship, right? It's our community. It's, it's everything that, that's becoming from that. So it's led me to the keep, keep going it, right? So that's what I'm saying with the personal <laughs> development. Once you see something's working, it's like you double down. It's like, okay, how can I keep giving? And I honestly don't do it with anything in expectation of it with return, but it, it continues to come back. Yeah. 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 It just, 
I know that might sound a little weird. Folks aren't, haven't experienced that in their own life. Uh, but I will tell you firsthand that 100%, if you would just try it, um, it takes a little thought. You've got to think about it at first, right? Because it's not maybe mm -hmm. not your common way of being. But yeah, if you can show up that way, look to give, add value. I like to use the word value, right? Where can I add value and just give? And if you continue to do that on a continuous basis, whether it's your energy, whether it's your attention, whether it's your whatever, even if it's your currency, your money, that's because we talk about money as well. Just give. So it's like when you're tipping folks, give them some money. Give them, I get it, 20%. Give them 30%. Give them 50%. <laughs> right? Just give. Yeah. It's okay. You'll get it back. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. I promise. It's like the if if our listeners have never read it's such a simple book to read or if if you're like Randy you can listen to the audible version of it but the go giver is like all of these concepts in a story form i think i read it in like 3 hours because it's just it's just really easy to read but it's exactly what you're what you're saying here is the more you give the more you actually end up receiving i mean psychologically when somebody gives something to you whether you recognize it or not unconsciously you want to give something to them in return so what mm -hmm. you're saying here is good um if you don't mind i want to jump back to something that you alluded to and i think it would be really valuable to tease it out here um but what you were talking about in your like early on in the process you kind of laid out this psychological concept of most people focus on getting right i think you said having but that's the actual end result. That's the end of the cycle. And what, and, and again, I'm just pointing this out for the listeners, where it actually starts at is with being, right? So you be first, and then after you start to kind of build that identity capital up, you start to know that that's who you are. And once you really know that's who you are and it's become part of your identity, that's when you reap the results that you in the first place started this whole process to do so my question for you and i'm gonna throw you on the hot seat here for somebody who's brand new to this right it's a it's a huge leap to to go from like it's it's so simple for us to be like all right it's it's really easy to get started if you want to be successful just start thinking of yourself as successful that's so much easier said than done so how would you kind of you know, filter that down and give somebody some tangible steps. Be like, how do I actually start to believe that I am capable of this? And that is who I am as a person. So I could just speak to how I've tried to do it, right? right. So everybody's going to be a little bit different, but I can maybe just shed some light on what I've tried to do over throughout my journey is that, so the be do have, I think people get that backwards, right? I think people mm -hmm. try to focus on the having and then the doing, it's, but they forget the being, right? Yep. You've got to be, you've got to become, you've got to, all of these things that once again, we might be sounding like it's simple and, and it's, it's a not. long journey. It's, it's not, not simple. <laughs> As I mentioned, it's the hardest work and I work on it. Every, I was working on it today. It's the hardest work you will ever do, but I promise you it, you'll, you'll reap more rewards if you put in the effort. But what I can speak to as far as like tangible things is one thing that was taught for me and I, two things are coming to mind. So let me, I just want to say that out loud. That way I could try to come back to the second one is that acting as if as much as you possibly can. So it's not, I don't like the, the phrase fake it till you make it, but it's kind of that, but not I, fake. I don't like the word using the word fake in that sentence. Right. But if the idea is, okay, you have the idea of who you want to become. So if you want to be a, investor, if you want to be a business owner, if you want to be a podcaster, if you want to be whatever it is that you're trying to become, what does that person do in their right. daily activities? Right. So for thinking about becoming that person. So that's where the being in my mind, that's where that starts from. So if you have that thought and that idea, so I uh, use the example of even starting my podcast, I had the idea several times, but it was like, what does a podcaster do? What, what does a podcaster have to become, right? To be able to step into that that title or that phase of, of launching a podcast. And so that was the beginning part of my process was thinking, who do I need to become to launch a podcast that would be valuable out in the marketplace? 
then I started to go work on the doing. Yeah. And that's when the opportunity starts showing up for me to, this person told me to try this. And this person told me I needed this software. And this person told me I needed this microphone. And this person, you're right. You see what I'm saying? I didn't focus on the, all of the doing and having at first. I focused yeah. on the becoming of that person. Yeah. That, that's first part. The second part I want to get back to. A mentor of mine, David Nagel, he, he talks about the universal laws. There are seven universal laws. And the one I want to focus on just real quickly is the law of cause and effect. Mm -hmm. A lot of us are focusing on all the effects. So the effects are what's going on out here in our environment, right? But we don't get really deep into figuring out what's causing that to happen. So it's, once again, is it your habits? Is it your thoughts? Is it your environment? Is it your associations. It can be a multitude of many different things, but if you don't become aware, become, become aware of those things, you can't then start taking action to fix those things, yeah. which, but so if you start there, if you start at the root, at the cause, that's going to create the differences that's going on with, which will become your effects, your income, your friendship levels, your influence to, to your family, uh, to your community, right? I, I'll stop there, but that's, so it's, to me, I just try to look at it backwards. So it's the cause first, what causes do I need to do, but then who do I need to become to create those proper causes to get the results that I'm looking for? Right. Yeah, man. If we had a met like three months ago, you would have been the third co-host of this podcast. <laughs> Everything you're talking about. I literally, I'm, I'm like, like trying to repress my, my grin as you're talking, because literally like every morning, this morning included is why I'm grinning so hard is what I wrote down in my journal. When I was journaling my thoughts, I was like, what do I need to let go of? And who do I need to become to get to the next step that I, that it is that I want to become? So that's why I keep saying you're speaking our language here. It's, it's, it's amazing. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And one word that you, you think you used it a couple of times was being aware, awareness, um, you know, use it in that, that last segment. And then also when you're talking about your, the way you learn, right. You are aware that you're an audio person. You're, you're not very, you know, you know, like reading, you're not very good at reading, whatever. Um, that's one thing that we really talk about a lot on, on this podcast. And it's, it's really, you know, when you're talking to somebody who is just beginning their journey in personal development, it's like we said, it's easier said than done. Just, oh, be self-aware and understand what you're doing. But um, I think you outlined a few great examples of like real life examples of how to be aware and how you use your awareness. So I just want to point that out. That was really good. And um, you'd be great on like a TEDx talk, man. Like yeah. I cannot wait to yeah. see you <laughs> on the stage <laughs> with the TEDx thing behind Greg, you. Greg, it's going to be hero, awesome, man. That's why yeah. you're, you're like one of my best friends, man. I'm going to push, yeah. I'm gonna push you for that TED talk. I appreciate you so much. We'll and put so the application quick, in for you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, to get some supporters, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So just one quick thing I always try, to, this is how I try to explain to my kids. Maybe this will be valuable to the listeners as well. Mm -hmm. The awareness piece, like one quick, easy way to do it. So we all drive cars, right? Or at least we have cars in our environment, right? So it's that analogy or that thought process of you have a desire for a particular color or a particular make of a car, right? And you could be blind to them. They could be literally all around you all of the time. But until you become aware of that thought, then all of a sudden you see them everywhere. Everywhere. My son, my son has an FJ. So it's a Toyota FJ. It's it's their SUV. It's just, it's a huge truck. Yeah. I never saw those in my entire life until he decided he wanted to go get <laughs> one. And now next, I've, I literally have one in my neighborhood. I've, yeah. I pass them all the time on the road. So that's kind of the, the idea of the awareness, but that's where you have to have the vision first. If you have an idea of what you want, but then you have to pay attention to the awareness, right? And then be able to take step into that action. That's kind of how I try to break down that awareness thought. Yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's like if somebody's out there listening, they're like, I'd really love to start a podcast myself. Your first question is like, like you said, what does a podcaster do? How do they act? How do they behave? Once you start asking yourself that question, then you're focusing your attention on other successful podcasters. You're picking up what they're doing. You're like, how can I be more like that person? And it's just, it just snowballs. That that will give you your marching orders, right? Of exactly what you need to do. So that, that that's the modeling piece that I try to do. I try to find folks that are doing what I have my vision of becoming. Mm -hmm. it could be at a huge level and that's fine. Right. They, they might not even know that you're actually trying to do that, but I try to take what they're doing because it fits the vision that I have. And then I try to like re-engineer 
what are they doing or how did they do it? And if I can get proximity to even ask them, I'll do that. But if I can't, I try to dig as far as you can in the background with, with, you know, media these days, you can almost get information on, on just about everything that you need, but starting with the idea first, and then that'll tell you where to go. And the funny thing is, is once you first start taking those first few steps that you, you might not even still know the end destination, but it'll lead you to the next thing. Um, the image, the, the people that you're going to interview the, all of it. Right. Yeah. I'm just using the podcast as an example, but yeah, you just never know. Yeah. Yeah. And that just speaks to, you know, one thing that we talk about on the podcast and that Randy and I have had this conversation a million times, um, who you surround yourself with. Right. Yeah. Um, and speaking from that podcast example, you know, we were talking earlier before we hit record, but, um, I was picking Randy's brain on, Hey, how do we do this on the podcast? And you said, well, yeah, I asked somebody else who was another level above me, um, hey, how do you do this on the podcast? And what, what was your outline and everything? So it's all it's all about, like you said, those relationships and giving value to those relationships so you can't ask those questions. So when you do want to gain something or take something from that relationship, you have that relational capital to, you know, kind of withdraw from that bank, so to speak. 100%. Yeah, I have not ever been told no. I've, you know, it's so once if you're showing up to add value, you're not, you're not just showing up to take, right? You're, I don't ever want to show up to take. So this gentleman that we're referring to, I showed up, I, I actually had to spend some money, spend some time, get in the living room, get to know this person, right? Which created a relationship, which then allowed me some capital, some relationship capital then to withdraw some information. And that information was worth more than the, the amount that it took me to get in the room with him, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just re-engineering that um, and understanding what those differences are. Uh, it's hard at first to get your head wrapped around the idea of doing it that way. But from my experience, it, it's it's been so rewarding, the relationship part of it for sure. Yeah. So Randy, tell us a little bit about exactly what it is that you do to help others because i'm sure if our listeners are anything like me they're like ready to hire you as a coach and we don't even know exactly what it is that you coach <laughs> but so i know you mentioned um within the realm of finances and results but my my, my main question then was like results regarding what is it really anything that you're looking to achieve or is it specifically within financial results yeah. So to be quite honest with you is, and this is part of that transparency part I was telling you from the very beginning for me is that I'm in a, I'm in a pivot. I'm in a change for myself personally. Yeah. I need to determine exactly what that means, but what I know is that I can help folks in multiple different ways. Yeah. So it's the clarity piece. I can help folks get clarity on exactly this destination, this vision of what's possible. I've built a uh, multiple six-figure business on amazon.com. We can help start people down the path of building out a, a business a resource that they can do straight from their house. Uh, so it's so that's why I use the words results. I know yeah. that's a little vague, but it can be results in multiple different things. Uh, I just love to have the conversations, right? My wife and I are always trying to learn ways to add value to whatever community we're involved in. We're currently in the process of, uh, she wants to open up and operate a wedding venue event space. Hmm. So we're in the process of trying to look for that type of an environment. So even having those kinds of discussions, like what does that mean? Uh, where do you go look for those kinds of things? Greg and I have conversations about that almost every week because that's kind of the, the thread that we've kind of dig, dug into as far as buying businesses versus building your own businesses. Yeah. Um, so that's where the financial education piece comes in. If you understand how money works, how the banks work, uh, where money comes from, how, to, how it flows, you can then start taking some action through this personal development piece that we've been talking about and really start making an impact in your life. Uh, but I help people get really clear on what that is for themselves. I like it. Good. Yeah, that's awesome, Randy. That's going to be under TED Talk too. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where... Yeah. So that's the clarity piece, right? As I mentioned, I'm kind of in a transition personally that I don't want to sit here and, and say that I'm doing one thing and not doing another. But at the same time, I'm just super passionate about giving back. My, I love helping and it age. I, in my mind, I had the age of the, like my kids, that 20 year age, right? You're, you're done with school and you realize, you know, what in the world did I just do for the last 15 <laughs> years of my life? You know, what yeah. am I going to do now? I love catching folks at that moment, that yeah. moment where they're like, there's got to be something more. 
there's got to be something different, right? And you're like, there is. Come there with is. me. I'll yeah. show you. <laughs> That's what I love to do. Now, to to quantify that and say, you know, what I mean, I step by step by step by step. I don't have that penciled out yet. But as far as having those conversations, help people get clarity on what realizing the red pill, right? That life is is totally different than what you've been told and in the beliefs and the stories and all that you've been telling yourself. And just help people just get some clarity on that for sure. Is yeah. one thing I'm really passionate about. Yeah. It could be like the Rich Mind Awakening podcast with Randy Wilson. <laughs> but that's where that comes from, right? So the Rich <laughs> Mind uh, was, uh, once again, so when I was beginning the process, I was trying to think, okay, what, what, what am I going to name this? And so those two words just yeah. resonated with me as to what I stand for, right? The financial education along with the personal development and the two together, I think, just kind of speak to to the passion that I have of sharing with other people. So hopefully that has been uh, expressed here today. Hopefully definitely people will, will gain value from the conversation. Yeah. So where might our listeners find more? I know in the beginning, I dropped your website and obviously we're talking about the rich mind podcast, but where would you direct people to learn more about yourself? Yeah. So they can find me at randywilsononline.com. That's my website. You can download. I was part of a collaboration book called Think Big and that you discussed that at the very beginning. You can get a copy of that book uh, right there on the website. And I got it on you? that website. I did. Yeah. Good. So I read. Yeah, there it is. Think Big. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. So that goes into maybe even a little bit more detail of my story. I kind of went through that a little bit briefly here at the very beginning but it kind of gives you a little bit more in depth of kind of why I am and why I'm doing the way I'm things that I'm doing. Uh, you can follow me on um, Instagram at Randy Wilson online. I've tried to keep everything pretty much branded the same. Yeah. Uh, YouTube is, I actually was able to get that at just at Randy Wilson. So that was good. Yeah. Uh, so YouTube, uh, Instagram, I'm on Facebook as well. You could probably search for me for just Randy Wilson. That should pop up there, but yeah, the rich mind podcast is probably my big passion at this point. And you should be able to find that on any of the podcast platforms. Um, yeah, so just search in the research the Rich Mind uh, podcast, and it should pop up on any, anything that's out there. But yeah, anybody that needs help, wants help, you can email me as well, Randy at randywilsononline.com. Just tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, and I, if I can help in any way, shape, or form when it comes to the financial piece about what's going on in the world. Uh, from the banking system to, I mean, I'm not an investment advisor, but at the same time, I, I, I know enough to figure out some things, but definitely the personal development piece as well, help people get some clarity. Yeah. Yeah. This has been great, Randy. Talk about giving value. I think all of our listeners are walking away or, you know, listening right now and just writing notes, taking notes of all the value that you've given today. So um, just want to thank you again for being, being on here and being authentic and just pouring your heart out with, you know, your story and your insights and your tips and tricks. It's just been amazing, man. Yeah. I absolutely I'm pumped love up. It. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And this is fun, right? This is yeah. fun. And yeah. when I'm doing my podcast, it's, I didn't realize how much fun I was going to have doing it. So the conversations, <laughs> getting to know folks, uh, learning things. Um, yeah. So I just appreciate the, the, the platform, the, the ability and the opportunity to speak with uh, you and your listeners, hopefully that they will gain some value. And uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing some success success stories down the road. Who knows? Yeah. That's awesome. It's that elf. It's easy, lucrative, and fun, right? There you go. <laughs> I like that. But Randy, thank you again so much for being on this podcast. All of our listeners, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the All In Mindset podcast, where we strive to improve your life and your mindset one podcast at a time. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor, Jim Roden, shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself to become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends. Thank you.